Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us. My name is Peter Cheeseman and you are listening to the first episode of the Deer Tracking Services podcast. In this hopefully short introductory episode, we want to explain the who, what and when of the DTS podcast show. First of all, let me tell you that I'm not a very articulate kind of person. Would have trouble spelling the word and have a memory like a sieve, so please bear with me. Back in the late 1970s, upon leaving school and before, I was employed by a local estate as a trainee gamekeeper. My mentor during this time was a well-known keeper, gunsmith and storyteller by the name of Jack Empson. Jack was what you would now call old school, for when he was a lad he started off keepering, working on the rearing fields when chicks were hatched under broody hens, and his main job was to collect hen's eggs, boil them up and mash them for food for the chicks. It was during this time with Jack that I was introduced into the craft and skills of not only keepering, but dog training and deer stalking which as a young lad hooked me passionately and has done ever since. For those that remember and those that don't, it was around the 1970s that fallow deer really started their successful population explosion. Having escaped from deer parks years earlier, they had now established a firm foothold in the local countryside. Unfortunately, I don't know whether it's an age thing or just the number of deer I've culled in my life, but I can't remember the first deer I killed, or even what species it was. But one thing I can remember is my first experience of being involved in the growlicking of a fallow, demonstrated and supervised by Jack. This process was a suspended growlick that took place in the estate's multifunctional larder and processing room that was probably built around the 40s or 50s and although a little rustic by today's standards, it served its purpose well. This introduction into growlicking fascinated me, and I was keen to learn everything I could about the animal's anatomy as the carcass was processed, where the various organs were situated, and what their functions were. Then when we had eventually finished the processing, the butcher's carcass was taken to the kitchen of the big house, as we called it, and handed over to the cooks. A little way down from the larder were the kennels, and I think from memory there were three or four of them in total. And this is where the gun dogs lived, as well as a couple of terriers for vermin control. Although for some reason I remember the terriers were privileged enough to be allowed into the keeper's house during the evenings. Every morning after I arrived for work on my push bike, which was soon to be upgraded to a rally runabout moped and eventually a Gorelli moped, the dogs were fed and taken out for some yard exercise. Then later in the afternoon, they were taken out for their main exercise and training, followed by their evening meal. Although at this time my dog training experience was with gun dogs, culling the odd deer for the estate proved how useful it was to have a dog or dogs that could find wounded or shot deer. Time passed and my second gun dog, a black lab, was destined to be trained more heavily for deer work. 
I was now fortunate enough to have acquired a few farms and estates where I've been managing the deer on a professional basis and needed the support of a dog should things go wrong. Back then there were very few books, if any, on the subject and the internet hadn't even been invented. This meant that most of the training was by using a common sense and logical approach of things like liver and skin drags. And the technical way of knowing where your dog was when it was looking for a deer was to use a large brass bell attached to its collar, which many people still use today with great success. This method of using a bell which is primarily as the notion of using a tracking leash was pretty much unheard of and your dog was a stalking dog more than a tracking dog, which meant that it would walk to hill while stalking, hopefully scenting and pointing out the presence of live deer to the stalker and then being sent to find deer once it had been shot. So that's a little bit about my early background and jumping forward now quite a few years I am now co-owner of Deer Tracking Services and together with a small team of talented and knowledgeable volunteers who assist with the production of products, paperwork, legislation, IT, training days and of course our tracking service which covers most of East Anglia make us as successful as we are today. At Deer Tracking Services or DTS as we affectionately call it we have our own tracking dogs that are fully trained and have passed both the Schweissland Level 1 and 2 tracking tests run by the Bavarian Mountain Hound Society of GB. Level 2 being the hardest of these two, where each dog must start by proving steady to simulated gunshot by being put on a spot and being left where the handler and judge walk away 100 metres and tuck themselves out of sight. Then at three different intervals during a 10 minute period, a simulated shot is fired and the dog must not move from where it was placed. The main track which follows is with very little blood and using tracking shoes for a distance of around a thousand meters and aged up to 24 hours with turns, wound beds and track backs. Although as previously mentioned, we've been training dogs for deer for many years and over the last 12 or so, we've been training and working our dogs as dedicated tracking dogs rather than just stalking dogs. During this time, we've devised various techniques so we can offer specialised training for stalkers and their dogs to track wounded deer. And at present, we pretty much offer at least one training day every week of the year. And working with Forestry England, we have authorization to use approximately 18,000 acres of their ground for our purposes, which gives us various habitat and conditions to call upon, depending on each individual's requirements for each training day. As well as our training, we have now also developed our own tracking tests, developed purely with the deer stalker in mind. The purpose of these awards is to demonstrate that the dog to which the certificate applies is fit for purpose. Aside from obvious practical benefits, the award may be beneficial to the stalker when applying for a syndicate place, lease or deer management position. To complement our training and tracking work, we also have our online store selling various products that may be of interest to the dog handler and deer stalker. 
Without doubt, our biggest and most popular range of products are our Garmin dog tracking systems and accessories. We were fortunate that Garmin discovered us quite a few years ago and approached to see if we'd be interested in selling out their products. At that time, we were selling another brand of tracking system, but sadly their lack of research and development together with poor mapping wasn't what the market wanted. So we had conversations with Garmin tested their products and took on their brand. And today we are proud to say that we are the UK's leading dealer in their range of dog tracking devices. During our time with Garmin, we have built up a great relationship and through regular discussions and demonstrations of their equipment in the forest, we now both have a greater understanding of not only how the products work and their capabilities, but what is required in the UK marketplace. In our future podcasts, we hope to be discussing various subjects related not only to do with deer tracking, deer stalking, forestry, the latest equipment and products, but also our lifestyle and interests, which we hope will be of interest to you, the listener. So don't miss out on any of our episodes. And depending on what platform you're using, please like, share, follow, add to your favorites or subscribe to our shows. And don't forget, in our episode's notes, there is a link to send a voice message if you wish to do so. Although available on many platforms, all of this is so easy if you open up a free account at anchor.fm. That's anchor as in A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. If you're thinking of buying a puppy for your stalking companion or tracking dog, but not yet sure of which breed to choose, in our next episode, we will be taking a snapshot of some of the different breeds you might find suitable, highlighting some of their pros and cons and what to look for when picking your pup from a litter. Thank you for listening and we hope you'll join us again. And remember, keep on the right track with Deer Tracking Services. <laughs> <laughs>